Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is, Are We Firmly Committed to God? Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come today so thankful. You're such a good, merciful God. We come today for deeper revelation of your word, Father. We choose each and every day to grow in you, to grow in the things of God, to be a greater blessing to those around us. And we look for the soon coming return of Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. Well, folks are going to talk today about this topic. Are we firmly committed to God? My friends, it's one thing to be committed, and it's another to be firmly committed. Are we firmly committed to God, or are we conditionally committed to Him? If we are firmly committed, then we won't let the storms of life affect our commitment to God. We'll stand strong under the tough times, including the growing ungodliness of our country, in our world, and sadly, in many of our churches. Let's talk today about being firmly committed to God in James chapter 5 in the Amplified Bible, verse 7. So wait patiently, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest of the land, being patient about it until he receives the early and late rains. My friends, one way we can tell if we are firmly committed to the Lord is to ask ourselves, are we patiently looking for the return of Jesus? Verse 8, you too be patient, strengthen your hearts, keep them energized and firmly committed to God because the coming of the Lord is near. My friends, we all should know if we're following the Lord and reading our Bibles that the coming of the Lord is near and we need to be firmly committed to God in these last days. Nine, do not complain against one another, believers, so that you will not be judged for it. Look, the judge is standing right at the door. Ten, as an example, brothers and sisters, of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as his messengers and representatives. Eleven, you know we call those blessed, happy, spiritually prosperous, favored by God, who are steadfast and endure difficult circumstances. And you have heard of the patient endurance of Job, and you have seen the Lord's outcome, how he richly blessed Job. The Lord is full of compassion and is merciful. Folks, we are spiritually prosperous and favored by God if we endure during difficult circumstances. 12. But above all, my fellow believers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be a truthful yes and your no be a truthful no, so that you may not fall under judgment. 13. Is anyone among you suffering? He must pray. Is anyone joyful? He is to sing praises to God. My friends, when we have a consistent prayer life and consistently sing praises to God, we show our firm commitment to the Lord. Now down to verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, believer, can accomplish much. When put into action and made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, with the same physical and mental and spiritual limitations and shortcomings, and he prayed intensely for it not to rain, 
and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the land produced its crop as usual. My friends, you notice a pattern here. Prayer is such a huge part of our commitment to God. It's not a once-in-a-while prayer, but a consistent prayer life. 19. My brothers and sisters, if anyone among you strays from the truth and falls into error, and another one turns him back to God, 20. Let the latter one know that the one who has turned a sinner from the error of his way will save that one soul from death and cover a multitude of sins that has obtained the pardon of the many sins committed by the one who has been restored. Folks, this is a tough one because we don't want to challenge people in their sinful ways. And so many in the church have twisted the word of God into meeting the fleshly desires. But if we turn one of these lost souls who maybe even confesses to be a Christian, we help save their soul from damnation. And if we really love God and love people, we don't want anyone to go to hell. Now, James chapter 4 in the Amplified. What leads to the unending quarrels and conflicts among you? Do they not come from your hedonistic desires that wage war in your bodily members, fighting for control over you? Two, you are jealous and covet what others have, and your lust goes unfulfilled. So you murder. You are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy. So you fight and battle. You do not have because you do not ask it of God. My friends, there we go again, talking about prayer. Three, you ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives out of selfish or with an unrighteous agenda so that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your hedonistic desires. For you adulteresses, disloyal sinners, flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God, do you not know that being the world's friend, that is loving the things of the world, is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Folks, if we love the things of the world, we cannot be firmly committed to God. Five, or do you think that the scripture says to no purpose that the human spirit, which he has made to dwell in us, lusts with envy? Six, but he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. My friends, this is such a big thing in these last days. As the devil's times are short, he has convinced many people that sin is no longer sin. And people are twisting the love of God into something it is not, because God hates sin. And we have to choose to defy sin and live an obedient life. And that shows our firm commitment to God. Seven, so submit to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. There we go, my friends. Submit to God, submit to his authority, and resist the devil shows our commitment to the Lord. Now, verse 8, come close to God with a contrite heart, and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. Nine, be miserable and grieve and weep over your sin. Let your foolish laughter be turned to mourning 
and your reckless joy to gloom. My friends, again, we should not be content and padding our sins. We should weep over sin, not only in our life, but in those around us to help people live clean in these last days. Ten, humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. Eleven, believers do not speak against or slander one another. He who speaks self-righteously against the brother or judges his brother hypocritically speaks against the law and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. Twelve, there is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy, the one God who has absolute power of life and death. But who are you to hypocritically or self-righteously pass judgment on your neighbor? Thirteen, come now and pay attention to this. You who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and carry on our business and make a profit. Fourteen, yet you do not know the least thing but what may happen in your life tomorrow. What is secure in your life? You are merely a vapor, like a puff of smoke or a wisp of steam from a cooking pot that is visible for a little while then vanishes into thin air. My friends, our life is but a vapor. It's a mist. And we know the end is coming soon as Jesus will return in the clouds. Let's keep our focus on Jesus, who is the Word of God. And in these last days, let's stay firmly committed to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our only way to heaven. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that your mercies are new every day. We're so blessed Father, that you're a God of love and mercy. We choose to stay firmly committed to you till the very last day when Jesus comes back, Father. We thank you for helping us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.